My guest expert this week is Findom Haley. How are you, Haley? Good. How are you? Not too bad. So <laughs> I'm going to take a wild guess and assume that most of the people watching this don't know what Findom is. And yeah. so that's where I want to start. What is Findom? Why is it uh, gaining popularity lately? So pretty much Findom is um, financial domination. And being a Findom is being a financial dominatrix. So essentially, you're just dominating someone else financially. So um, as everyone knows, like you can f dominate people in many different kinds of ways, um, physically, whatever, but this way is specifically financially. And it's gaining popularity because shows like Euphoria, um, there's a character in there and she does it. And um, it's also been a little bit oversaturated due to me because I made a TikTok that blew up. It got 1.5 million likes and almost 8 million views about Findom. So that like really oversaturated the community. And I think just people with Twitter are learning more about it. So it's definitely gaining its popularity. So who are these guys that like the Findom? and seek out people like you, Findoms, and and like, where do you find them or where do they find you? So you can consider them fin subs, so financial submissives. So that's their term, um, but you know, also they go by pay pigs. Um, some people call them simps, which is kind of like an overused term right now, um, but these guys range anywhere from, I mean, I've had subs that are 18 years old to like, you know, older men, like grown men, um, 50, 55, I don't know. So it's ranges everywhere. And pretty much like this is a fetish to be financially dominated by someone else. And it's a lot more common than you think. I mean, like even people from the school that I go to have like want it to like do it and stuff like that um I try to keep an arm's length at people that are local and that I know because it gets weird like I don't know like uh, I definitely want to keep that separate um but pretty much how it started is I usually began doing it on Twitter um and so when I was 18 years old I started gaining a lot of Twitter followers and this guy just approached me like this I don't even know, like, I didn't know much about him. He just started DMing me, messaging me, and I had no idea what Findom was at the time, nothing. And he pretty much just um, want, started wanting to send me money and stuff like that. And as an 18-year-old with no job, I was like, sure, go ahead, send me money if you want to. And he did. And um, like a lot of people, uh, especially now since it's oversaturated, a lot of people struggle. They, you know, they have to go on Twitter and they have to do their hashtags and promote it and like look for people. And this guy, I just got lucky and he just came to me and he instantly started sending me like thousands of dollars, like off the bat when I was 18 years old. So I just got started um, really well off. And then I had no idea like what he was even like doing he would just say that it was like for nails like oh here's money for nails here's money for nails but I obviously knew that like my nails weren't $500 so I didn't like like I just didn't question it I was like okay if he wants to send me money um but then 
having more conversations with him and using more context clues, I kind of like realized what he was looking for. And um, the fact that he wanted me to be more like dominant than him. And I never, it was weird. Cause like with men, that doesn't usually like happen. Um, so yeah, and then fast forward it just like gaining more Twitter followers, more Twitter followers, more and more guys coming through and wanting to send me money and then just getting more used to it and really like figuring out my groove in it and how to talk to them and what to do. And to the point where last year, like the end of last year, I made a TikTok as a joke, like just for my friends. I really had any followers on TikTok. And I just was like, ha ha ha, y'all still talking to men for free, like as a little joke. And I posted like screenshots of um, these transactions of like the hundreds of dollars that I've received, hundreds and thousands of dollars that I've received. And I posted it, went to bed with it at like 70 likes. And then I woke up the next morning and it was at like 250,000 likes. And I was like, oh man. And then throughout that day, it just kept going, 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 going. And like I said, it's now at 1.5 million likes. And I still, every day, get notifications for it, get DMs from it. Um, and it, it's super, it, it's still like blowing up. And uh, now that's how most of them find me because I'm not really on Twitter anymore. Um, and so they, they just DM me on Instagram. And, hey, goddess, I saw your TikTok. I want to serve you like the rest of them, blah, blah, blah. So that's how they find me now. Wow. Okay. So it's a little bit like OnlyFans, just in the sense that it's these stranger, <laughs> strange guys, men or women, I guess, that are. Oh, willing... and there, there are women in the. Um, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure well. there yeah. are. I'm sure there are. Yeah. I, I mean, the sexual. Yeah, I personally the... have had some women that have wanted to do it. So. Yeah, I mean, it's a spectrum of sexuality, right? But uh, the only thing I want to ask you is. How is it different than OnlyFans? Because these guys with OnlyFans, they're paying for women's pictures, women's videos, yeah. usually, usually sex, nudes, porn, right? Uh, yeah. how, how is this different? So like with OnlyFans, just like what you described, it's um, the girls that are providing the service, which is usually porn, sex, stuff like that. This, the service that I'm providing is like, I'm dominating you. And so that's like their fetish. Like that's how they get off is like, because let's say that you have this fetish and you go and you give like your money to an OnlyFans girl. Well, like you're just another subscriber. Um, you know, it's usually only like 10, $15 for like a month worth of content, like whatever. But really this fetish is completely different than wanting to see nudes. It's wanting to have like that one-on-one -on -one connection with someone, you know, having those personal conversations with someone and like really being able to be like submissive with someone and just giving money. And that's, that it's, I don't know, it's very different. And like, I personally, like I know some girls do, but I personally don't sell nudes or like anything like that. Um, but that's usually, they, I rarely get asked. Like that's literally not even what they're looking for, so. So what, so you basically tell these guys to send you money and buy you things and that's the thing that they want to do. That's what they get out of it. They don't get any, there's no other. I mean, like that they want what the, the conversation and like giving and being told what to do is like what they get out of it. Like, I don't know, like submissives and like 
bed, like, you know, when someone tells you like, oh, do this, do this, do this, that's what you like, you like it, like, that's what turns you on and stuff like that. So I mean, it is an exchange of whatever. And like, especially the conversation part of it, like, I honestly like the guys who consistently like, send and like send me a lot of money and like buy me a lot of stuff I pretty much talk to them every single day so um you know I think I think some of them are lonely and they like the conversation so yeah yeah so where do you think this goes from here do you think that like do you think these guys are just going to continuously give you their money until they're broke or not not just when I say you I mean anyone who does this any fin dog right these guys um, do they just give their money till they're broke uh, or do you keep getting new guys or how does it work yeah so that very first guy the one that like sent me thousands and thousands and thousands I talked to him for about a year and then he just like kind of disappeared so some guys like I'll talk to them for a long time and they'll either like just not want to do it anymore or they'll just like not be able to afford it anymore or you know, change their fetish, like, of course, people can change their fetishes and stuff like that, just not be interested anymore and stuff like that, and not be motivated to just, I don't know, like, uh, I think sometimes they even go to the level of, like, they're addicted to it, um, and just like any guy that, like, buys a bunch of OnlyFans subscriptions and stuff, you know, they're, they can be addicted to it, too, and stuff like that, and eventually, like, they die out, um, I've definitely talked to, like, he's probably, like, one of the longest guys I've ever talked to and stuff like that, but, most of them are just short like I talked to you for like a couple weeks you send me money like whatever like whatever we have our transactions and then like they just you know and then they talk to like different doms and stuff like that like as if I talk to different subs and stuff like that so I don't know I mean like I know a lot of um my Twitter friends who they do it and but then they also ended up like going more in depth and like making an OnlyFans and like just doing more um I personally have like no interest in making an OnlyFans or like doing any of that kind of stuff so for me this is it I took like a break doing it for a while like I just didn't talk to anyone or like do anything but um definitely like back in it and yeah I mean it just kind of goes with the flow so all this money what are you using it for what do you, um, how are you putting it to use? <laughs> I pay my own bills. I pay all my own bills. Um, I moved out. Um, vacations. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the main thing is like, I pay my own bills. Like I pay rent, I pay groceries, um, future vacations. Uh, yeah, living a good life. And you know, school, I mean, I do have like a full ride but um, I don't know, there's some school costs. Oh, and this year, obviously, since I did unfortunately get COVID, I had a bunch of medical bills that, you know, that was a big expense. And I think that's what really like got me back into it is I had a bunch of medical bills. So I was just like, all right, let's get back in the game. And now here we are, so. What do you think is the public opinion of most people right now of, and that whole world um I'm not gonna say that it's a line of sex work but it is borderline a line of sex work so whatever this individual's opinions is on sex work that's what they're gonna think of it I mean 
me personally, like from when I was 18 and I was just talking to that guy and he was just sending me money for nails and like blah, blah, blah. And I just had like conversations, conversations with him to now where it's a lot more advanced than it was back then. I feel like I'm desensitized to a lot of like how crazy it is. Like for me, it's just normal. It's just whatever, just a day, day in the job, you know? Um, but when I explain it to people who have no idea, they're just kind of like, what? Like, that's crazy, just blown away. And um, I don't know, I think it is a little bit, it is a little bit crazy, but uh, people who are in the industry and people who know what it is and my close friends and stuff just are desensitized. Like it doesn't really surprise them anymore, but yeah. How do you usually communicate with these guys? Um, so mostly texting, we like obviously get to know each other through some form of social media, whether that be Twitter or Instagram, whatever. If I trust them enough, I'll start texting them on like text message with like my phone number. Um, also, it's important to note that I do have a VPN on at all times, which for those of you who don't know, it blocks your IP address so nobody can track you because that's really important. I mean, like when you're opening yourself up to the internet and talking to strangers, you know, you don't want them to track you. Uh, so that if I really, really, really trust them, and I've been talking to them for a while, and I feel like they're harmless. Um, then I'll text them on text message or like sometimes my Snapchat, but not really. Because if they see me posting like my normal life on Snapchat, and they'll kind of like, it kind of loses like the touch of like, oh, you know, she's so, like, powerful and, like, blah, blah, blah. When I'm just posting with my friends, then it's kind of just, like, no. Um, and I have video chatted with a few of them, and that was really interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. So have you ever encountered, like, what feels like scammers or bots online that offer, they want to send you money, but then they're not actually trying to send you money. They want, like, you to send money first, and then they'll send you money. Uh, because they trust you now or whatever have you ever um yeah so like I feel like in the very beginning like before my TikTok and everything um it's so weird because now like when my friends who try to get into it they get so many messages where it's like oh you have to send me money first to like blah 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 but I don't think I ever really got any of that and like even if I did like like obviously not um but I do like I would say that's why it's super inconsistent because majority of the people that like message you are scammers and when I say scammers in the sense of like not necessarily like they're trying to like hack into your bank account and stuff like they can do that too but um which you should <clears throat> you should never give anyone like your bank info or anything like that obviously but um not not so much scammers in that sense and the scammers of like they will scam you out of like your time and energy like I always tell my friends who try to get into it like do not talk to them unless they send you money first like as soon as they message me I want to serve you like I want to send you money like blah blah I'm like okay here's like here's the ways you can send me money send first and then we can talk and if they don't then I don't even like waste my time um and the ones who do then they continue to send and then that's how I know that they're legit so I, that's the biggest thing is like they will literally scam you out of your time and energy and if it comes to the point where you're literally begging them like send me money like please send me money like I can't talk to you unless you send me money like then you're not even a, a fandom anymore then you're just like asking them for money it's like 
send it now and then we can talk and then they usually they do or they don't so yeah so do you ever think about the legal side of this like is it allowed what you're doing or is it kind of like you said borderline close to sex work it's like right on that line well I mean like sex work isn't illegal so yeah and it nor should it nor should it be but like tax purposes and things like that I'm sure that it yeah so a little bit what do you think there are legal sides to it so number one some of them even now like ask me like oh here's my credit card like here's like the front and back go buy something with it and while you can do that I never do because they could always come back and say oh look at she she stole my credit card she used my credit card like blah 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 or they'll be like, oh, log into my PayPal and send yourself money. And I, I just don't know. That that seems illegal to me. So I never do that. Um, but to be honest, if they're sending money on like Cash App and Venmo and Zelle and it, uh, Apple Pay, I mean, it's monetary gifts. Um, and then also, if you, I believe in the state of Arizona, if you make more than $10,000 a year in monetary gifts, you do have to pay taxes on it. So I do pay taxes um and that's something that like for only fans they already like do the taxes for you and stuff like that but when you're receiving monetary gifts you really have to keep track of how much you get a year because if you make more than 10k you have to pay taxes on it um and yeah I mean it's just being very careful about like make sure that they're sending you money that you're not taking it out of like their accounts or like their credit cards and stuff because then that's how they'll probably like try to get you in trouble legally oh so just like only fans from what i've seen i don't use only fans i don't have an only fans account but Mm. from what i've seen it seems like a lot of people have only fans like uh they have an only fans account that people subscribe to right it's super oversaturated now yeah yeah, so you were saying that the Findom market seems to be a little bit oversaturated too. You're a little bit lucky because you have this superstar TikTok going crazy. But And my TikTok is the reason why it got really oversaturated. Unfortunately, a lot of like Findoms in the community got really mad because of it, because I oversaturated it. But I didn't mean to like, and, you know, there is a sense of like, well you can't really gatekeep it and like I could see why they were being upset because it is like okay if it's oversaturated it's going to take more of their business away but in the same sense like I was the one who oversaturated and I didn't lose any clientele so maybe just like be better at what you do you know like be better than the next girl so I don't you know. Very, you sound very capitalist the way you say that. <laughs> I mean, someone's got, someone's going to be working harder than you. Someone's going to be working more nights than you. So I don't know. Like the girls that got super mad at me, I just was like, I'm not going to gatekeep it. Like, I'm not going to delete my TikTok. They were like, delete that, delete that. But I was like, no, like I'm not going to because why should I? And like a lot of girls that saw that, they've been making money and I've gotten messages where girls were literally like, I could not pay my bills and now I can't, so. Have you seen how OnlyFans has been trying to promote or market their platform as not just pornography? Like if you look at the OnlyFans Instagram account, it's like all cooking videos or yeah. or some YouTube 
couple of vlogger that moved to yeah. OnlyFans or something like that. Do you think that's working at all? Um, I mean, like, if you're our age and you have any form of social media and you don't live under a rock, like, you obviously know what OnlyFans is used for. I have watched a video where a girl who is really popular on OnlyFans and stuff like that, um, she was a part of the whole Bella Thorne thing where Bella Thorne made an OnlyFans and, like, whatever, messed the whole OnlyFans thing up. But I was watching a girl's YouTube video and she was even saying, like, oh, you know, OnlyFans, they're, like, always promoting about how it's, like, for cooking and stuff like that. And the only, like, the majority of the people who make OnlyFans money the company is sex workers and so the fact that OnlyFans doesn't tailor to um sex workers it's just like it really makes a lot of them mad and a lot of my like Twitter friends who do it they've um transferred over because they didn't like OnlyFans for like x amount of reasons they've gone to different apps so yeah yeah so uh, the feeling I always had was if you really want porn and things like that there's the internet right next to the only fans tab that has everything you could ever dream of like literally anything every niche every fetish every every chat room to meet findoms what, like whatever whatever you want to do yeah. so i never really understood like why you why would you pay a monthly subscription for something you could get online um, but, it's but literally you, just like the personal like connection with like someone like if these guys are like following a girl for like a long time on social media and stuff. And then they make an OnlyFans. It's like almost like, oh, like now I like know you better. Like, cause it's like personalized content. Whereas you go on like Pornhub or whatever and it's just like random actors, you know? I was gonna ask if you think it lasts. Do you think people will keep paying monthly <laughs> subscriptions to like, oh, a few different girls? Or do you think it'll kind of flare out the excitement will wear off and people will just go back to free things I think it's gonna last to be honest and like I feel like this is going to last longer than Pornhub and stuff like that because a lot of like a lot of Pornhub actors now if you go on their personal social medias and stuff they all have OnlyFans like because they know that they can make more money on that because when you go and you like film a porno and then you like post it on Pornhub and like you get your check that's it but when you do OnlyFans you film a video you post it people will tip you you'll get more subscriptions um, you get paid per person that watches it you know like Pornhub you will literally I think I don't know the logistics but you like you'll get the same amount whether like x amount of people view it or you know more whereas OnlyFans every single person that views it has to pay you and then people can tip you, people can comment, people can private message you, people can ask for more videos, you can post half a video, and then you could say pay more for the rest of it. So it's just, it's, it's how you're going to make more money, honestly. And then that's why like literally all the porn stars now and more celebrities and stuff are doing OnlyFans. What do you think it says about the young men? I know it's not just young men, but I'm going to focus on that group because I, I think it's the majority of OnlyFans <laughs> subscribers. So what do you think it says about young men that they feel the need to pay to have this personal connection? Do you think it's COVID uh, helped this or do you think all these guys are kind of socially awkward? See, like, I think my opinion on that has changed a lot in the past like couple months because <clears throat> like before I kind of just was like, 
like I don't know it's just like a very like my opinions on it like sway very back and forth um where at some point I could be like oh like they're kind of like losers you know blah 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 but then in the same sense like I've now met guys who are super like like my friends who are super obviously like cool and everything like that and they buy OnlyFans subscriptions and they even say like oh you know like those are our friends like we want to support them and porn like duh like of course why wouldn't we like of course I want to see like this hot girl that I know like of course I want to see her like naked and stuff like that so it depends (laughs) yeah each their own I mean everyone has their thing so yeah definitely my best friend made an OnlyFans would I subscribe yeah so have I ever have I ever bought an OnlyFans before no so so you haven't done it yet they haven't gotten to you yet. <laughs> no, they haven't. Do you have any last words you want to say to the audience? Um, yeah, so if you're thinking about like going to this industry, just be careful. I mean, there's a lot to learn. Like I said, like VPN, protecting like your time and energy, protecting your location, um, you know, protecting your personal life. Like I don't protect my personal life. I just use my main personal accounts I don't have fake accounts for it I just do it and you know that's dangerous in itself um and it's not for everyone it really isn't and like people think oh it's just a quick way to get rich fast and it's not it it's taking years to like really understand it really learn how to be careful really like manage my um time and energy and everything like that just be safe overall um but really if you want to get into it do your research figure out if it's for you and if it's not then don't do it so yeah have fun